Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, this is the All 7 Days Podcast. We're just a couple of guys answering questions from a spiritual perspective. Guys that go to church, used to go to church together, we don't go to church together anymore, but uh, we still see each other once a week, and we talk about spiritual things because you send us questions. And uh, we answer those questions from a biblical perspective because the Bible gets to define truth and our minds and perspectives get to conform to that truth. You can send your question in at askatall7days.com. Maybe that's the problem, Trevor. Maybe I'd, I've been asking for questions and I should just ask for question. You can send your question. If you have a question, send it in. Askatall7days.com, 864-660-9473. All 7 Days hang out on Facebook. Listen on all your favorite podcasting apps. Get mugs and t-shirts at all7days.com slash shop, anchor.fm slash all7days. There you can become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Thanks for doing that, and thanks for listening. And uh, hey, Trevor, how are you? I'm good, Sam. And uh, to go back on your comment, I think the plural form of questions threw people off. They didn't know if they if they had one, they couldn't submit it. They thought they had to have multiple questions that's right that could be that could be the thing uh and the first question would be how many questions can i send which would be any number or a plethora (laughs) A plethora. (laughs) because i would say trevor would you say now we have a plethora of questions to answer i would say so yeah why would you say that i believe everything that comes out of your mouth (laughs) (laughs) fallible fallible let me just point arrows right here fallible Available. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, when we did put out a, we finished up the New City Catechism, put a bow in it, and then we talked about Easter uh, last week, and uh, which was fun. And then uh, I put out a, I put out a, uh, an all points bulletin for questions, and man, did people respond. I have tons of, we have, we have a backlog now. And I'm trying to arrange them. Um, I was going to just do first come, first serve, but there are some that are a little more pertinent than others. So uh, not that today's is the most pertinent that we got, but it was the first first one that came in. So we're going to talk about that one, and it's to you, Paul. Thanks for sending that question in, and uh, we're going to get to it here shortly. Um, but, yeah, tons and tons of questions. So I'm arranging those now and getting the, getting the shows in order. So anyway, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. A lot of tough ones. A lot of tough ones. Tough, tough, mm. tough questions. Well, I know you and I talked, and you asked me about questions I had, and I said, you know, we did a hundred and some odd shows, and I don't know <laughs> something that we haven't covered yet. So That's true. I think the most difficult question to answer that we've gotten so far is, what is the Internet? one of the questions that we got we could email al gore and i'm sure he could tell us <laughs> there is a uh there is a video out there on youtube um that some congressman or senator is trying to describe what the internet is and he says it's like a it's like a bunch of tubes, tubes. <laughs> you can only get so many things through the tubes at one time so if you have more tubes you can get more things through the tubes but it's just a bunch of tubes so I've never I've never heard it described that the, way. The intertubes. The intertubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what to do if your inner tube gets flat. Yeah. Well, if it's, on my, it. if it's on my bicycle, I know exactly what to do. But as far as the interweb goes, I don't. 
See, and that's, you know, when the internet first started, you called it the World Wide Web. The world, that's right. So, that's, that's what the WWW on the front of all your web addresses stood for. Yeah. And then they decided, well, this is redundant. We don't really need this. But now they have subdomains, so that first piece on a URL can point you to different things. Did you know that? We should, we should change it to the Worldwide Tubes. Worldwide tubes, yeah. Yes. Well, un unless your tubes don't go that far. In which case, <laughs> the worldwide limited tube. Limited tubes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> limited wide tube. Anyway, we uh, this is silly. We're just talking about silly stuff now. But anyway, all right. Uh, anything else going on in the world, world in the World Wide Web of Trevor? <laughs> the World Wide Web. No, no, I'm excited to uh, to get back to answering some questions. Yeah, it's gonna be good from people. It's gonna be so. good. All right, well, uh, let's get to that right after we take a quick break. This is the All Seven Days Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at the All Seven Days Podcast. We are back in business answering questions. Paul sends one in this week that says the following, and this is this is really. This is really good. Um, if Christianity is all about love and grace, why do preachers spend so much time preaching on behavior? How do we change the focus from WWJD to WDJD? So for the people who weren't around in the 80s and 90s, I guess it was the 90s, wasn't it? Was it the 90s, the WWJD? Uh. It was late around 90s. late 90s, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Okay, WWJD is what would Jesus do? How do we change the focus from what would Jesus do to what did Jesus do? WDJD. And he puts in quotes, what did Jesus do already? Um, there's, lots of, there's lots to dissect in this question. And the first thing that I thought we needed to talk about you know, he says, if if Christianity is if there if Christianity is all about love and grace. So the question in my mind is: Is Christianity all about love and grace? So is it, Trevor? In your mind, when you think of Christianity, is all, the only thing that comes to mind love and grace? No, I think it's part of it, but I don't think Christianity in a whole is based off just love and grace. Okay. So what is it? What is it based off in your in your mind? To me, to yeah. me, it's all about glorifying glorifying God. Yeah. Okay. So our our focus is, you know, God created us. Yep. We didn't create God. Right. And so, when we're created by something, I mean, we're created for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so everything that's been created is, or has been created by God. And I think it's examples of us. Uh, seeing God's power, his, uh, uh, I don't know, his sovereignty, his, you know, his rule over everything. And I think um, just the fact that we're able to wake up every day. Right. Um, so uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I think Christianity, I think everything is about God's glory. God is, God is uh, extremely concerned, not concerned, that's not the right word. He is he is very possessive, I'll put it that way, of his glory. He is very, um, 
Okay, let's 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 just go to scripture. That's what we do here, right? We we look at we look at scripture. We see what the Bible says about about this sort of thing. And it says, "The heavens declare the glory of God. God created the heavens so that they could declare God's glory." Right? So, therefore the purpose of the universe is to declare God's glory. And then the Bible tells us to whatever we do, whether we eat, or drink, or whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. We are created for God's glory. Now, a good piece of God's glory is love, and it is grace. But I think lost in this question is the definition of what those two things really are. So how would you, Trevor, uh, Mr. School Teacher Man, with definitions all in your brain, oh, yeah. define the word love? <laughs> Define, define oh, that's such, a, such an easy word to I describe. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, it's um, a thirty-minute show, so let's get to it. Love. How would you define love? I, I guess it's a. It's an emotion. It can be, yes, but feeling. So let me ask this question: Jesus commanded us to love others. Mm-hmm. Can you command your emotions? No. No? Then is love an emotion? If we're commanded to love... No, so when you use it in that sense, then it's um, almost like a rule, like something you have to do. You have to follow it. Right, right. He commands Um, us to love him above above everything else. Is he commanding our emotions? No. No? Is there love without emotion? I don't think I don't think so. So we you could show love through emotion. Okay, yeah. Or you could show you could show love how else through actions. Through actions, okay. Words. Yeah. Deeds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's not just an emotion. It's not Um, just an emotion, but there is emotion to it, and God commands it. So I think God is perfectly right in his command of our of our emotions we are to be affection yes. our affections which is an emotional term right our affections are supposed to be strongest toward god mm-hmm. and there's no getting around that that there's emotions involved in that but what if i was to the if i was to love someone what would be what would be if you could sum it up, what would be, how would I express that love? Let me, let me put it like this. You love Trevor, your son, right? Yeah. Okay. How do you love him? Uh, take care of him. Okay. Him. Yep. So no, you provide uh, for him. That's one thing. You provide, provide. for him. Okay. Um, I, I teach him. You, know, you teach him, I, you, give, you impart knowledge to him. Okay, that's good. Correct. Let's keep um, going. <laughs> when he's bad, I allow him to keep living okay. in my house. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some grace there, right? There's, yeah, a, there's a piece of grace, but there's also grace. discipline, right? Discipline, yeah. Because you love him, right? Yes. So there's not just, you know, we, we get this. And there's another piece of love that I'm getting at, too, that we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But there's, there's more to love than just a tolerant, let 
others be as they are kind of thing. Let them, just let them be. Let them, let them, let them, you be you and I'll be me and we'll love each other that way. That's not love. Love in my, the way I try to define it, and again, I'm, I'm feeble in this, but it's giving others what's best for them, right? We don't let, we don't let, we don't let Jameson play on the yellow line in the street. And he might think that harsh of us, but we know that it's best for him not to play on the yellow line in the street because there's great danger there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, there's, there's some love in that. And I think when, when someone says if Christianity is all about love and grace, right, those two terms put together, and we need to define grace too, right? Um, but when we, when we just think about love, it's just this lovey-dovey feeling of, oh, you're so great, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, and, and, and you know, we're just going to tolerate each other's whatever. If something rubs me the wrong way, that's just you being you, and, but I love you anyway. You, you, can, you can be that way, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't think that's what Paul's saying here, but we just need to flesh out what, what love is. Mm-hmm. And then determine if Christianity is all about that, right? So uh, let's talk about grace now. What is what does grace mean? How do we define grace? Uh, I, to me, I kind of view it as kind of like forgiveness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some. There's a forgiving aspect to grace. That's true. Like, That's true. Um. You know, so God gives us grace because we sin daily. We know better, but yep. we still sin. So it's almost like having a friend and they know better, but they keep, you know, they keep messing up and you just keep forgiving them for that. And you just, you accept it and you're like, okay, I, c- I could forgive you. We're going to stay friends. And yeah, just an idiot. but there's, <laughs> but there's more to it than that. Right. There's, right. there's. I try to define it like this. Grace is giving others what's best for them when they deserve something else. Correct. Right? This is yeah. unmerited favor. This is, we didn't, this, grace can't be earned. It's not, it's not something that, you know, you do all the right things and you get grace, right? Grace is completely unmerited. And... um. And there's that aspect of forgiveness to it, right? So regardless of what, you know, if Jameson was a naughty boy today, didn't clean his room or whatever, you're still going to give him grace and feed him today. Yes. Right? You're still going to give him grace and give him a place to sleep tonight. You're going to give him grace and still educate him tomorrow. You're going to give him grace... And maybe even have a good time with him tomorrow playing ball in the yard or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Spend time with him. And uh, even though there are things that in his life, and, you know, I'm talking metaphorically here, but even in our lives that separate us from God, namely sin, Mm -hmm. preferring other things beside him, that he gives us grace and allows us to still be his children. Right. Yes. But there's that there, there's other aspects of grace as well in that there is grace in that he empowers us through it 
to handle tough situations that he might put us in, right? In the discipline part, right? So, um, for instance, now there are there are cases all over the world right now going on where Christians are being persecuted. And it can stop in an instant for any individual if they will just denounce their faith. But God gives them grace to not renounce their faith. And the persecution continues even to death in some cases, right? This is happening right now all over the world. Um, and that's and that's grace. And I love what you talked about at the beginning of it, too, when we asked, is Christianity all about love and grace? And you said, no, it's really about God's glory, okay? And for the Christian, God's love for us and his grace towards us is the biggest thing that we relish in in our glorying of him, mm-hmm. right? That's what, we, that's what we glory in, that we are... Uh, you know, sinners that that God saw us in our sin, died for us anyway, showed us grace, and elected us into His family, and and there's nothing greater for us than that, right? That we get to spend eternity with this with this being that at any moment could snuff us out and do no wrong in doing that. So, uh, so let's be careful with that love and grace term with Christianity. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot of depth there, and we're just scratching the surface even here. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's continue with Paul's question. If Christianity is all about love and grace, why do preachers spend so much time preaching on behavior? Okay, so my question is, should preaching focus on behavior? No. No? Why not? That shouldn't be the main focus. Okay. Uh, but should there ever be an occasion, should there ever be a purpose, should there ever be a time when uh, someone might want to preach on certain behaviors? Yeah, of course. Okay. Give me an example. Uh, well, I mean, we often hear in church about... Um, the gifts that God has given us okay, through the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I think that would be a, an appropriate time to touch on those behaviors. Okay. So in other words, how to use those gifts. Okay. Yes. And that, how to show those gifts. Yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that the, you know, that it, it, the Holy Spirit is involved here. I'm, I made a list here on our, on our show notes of, uh, what's called, known as the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, tell me um, how these might affect your behavior. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Would, those, would, those, would, the, would that fruit in your life... Would that affect your behavior at all? Yes. I would think it would have to, right? Yeah. If you've got love, you know, if the fruit of the Spirit is love, then you're going to love as Christ loved, right? 
and you're not going, he even commanded us to love our enemies, right? Mm -hmm. If we have joy, then we're not going to be grumpy, okay? Right? right? If we have peace, then we're going to impart that peace to others. We're going to display that peace. We're not going to be um, argumentative. We're not going to be trying to um, get revenge on someone for something they may have done to us. If we have patience, I could, I, yeah, I don't, you could go on and I on. could go on and on. Every one of these fruit of the spirit affects the way we behave. Correct. So, um, so is there a time that preachers should spend preaching on behavior? Yes. I think we can agree that based on if, you know, when a, when a, when a pastor gets to those particular scriptures in his Bible, that it is mandated by the scripture that he preach on behavior. So I guess my question now is, are there scriptures that don't mandate certain behaviors? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> so um, I didn't have right time to read the entire Bible, but I, I can't think of much. You know, we're, we're reading, we're reading uh, several types of literature, right, when we read our Bible. We're, we're reading... Um, historical narrative we're reading instruction we're reading mm -hmm. uh, poetry and apoc apocalyptic uh, literature and you know when we mm -hmm. when we come across those those types of things um, I think I think in some way it all affects our behavior it all affects our affections toward God because it is about his glory. Right. And, but I guess the, now the question is, should that be the focus of the preaching? And I think we've established that in times, yes, it should be. So I guess the question is, why is Paul seeing, and when I say Paul, I mean the Paul that wrote the question, not the Paul who wrote part of the Bible, is why is Paul seeing such an what he seems to think is an overabundance of preaching on behavior. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm not, I haven't been to where he's been to church to hear these sermons. So I'm not sure why that is. But he, he kind of fleshes the question out and says, how do we change the focus from what would Jesus do to what did Jesus do already? And that's a great question because the what did Jesus do points us back to the grace that he bought for us on Correct. the cross, right? Mm -hmm. So what what did Jesus do? Let's let's just kind of run through what Jesus has already done. He from the beginning created all things. Jesus was involved in creation. John 1, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There was not anything made that was not made through Him. Okay? Jesus created all things, and He sustains all things. If Jesus stops thinking about us at any point in time, we cease to exist. Right? He sustains the universe. 
Um, and he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this phrase in here. He shines light into darkness, and he did that a couple of times in recorded in the scripture. Well, I say a couple of times. One time, the big time, right, was he when he said, "Let there be light." Correct. Right. And I'm trying to think of where this is. I want to say it's Second Corinthians four, or second, or it might be. I don't know. Anyway, um, when we are rebirthed, when we're born again, God says, the one who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. And I think I got that mostly right. There's a, there is a new birth given to us when he shines light into the darkness of our hearts, right? He did that. He paid for the sins of his people on the cross. He did that. And he sent the Holy Spirit to give us new birth and the power to obey his commands, which, quite frankly, affects your behavior, right? Um, and right now, he sits at the right hand of the Father, and he intercedes for us. He's praying for us right now. Um, and he did all of that to your first point, to the glory of God. He does it all for the glory of God. He doesn't do it because he loved us so much he couldn't bear it without us, right? He wasn't this sappy um, guy who just had to have us back, right, kind of thing. Right. Um, he's doing all of this to the glory of God, which is just amazing. Um, so I guess the question is, how should that affect the way we behave? Um, knowing that our sin debt is paid, knowing that we now have God's spirit living in us to enable us to live like we should, knowing that Jesus prays for us daily, how should that affect our behavior? And that should that be preached about? Should that be pointed out to us? Hey guys, Christianity is not just a check the box, I believe in Jesus, and now go rest on your couch and watch ESPN because you're good, right? Right. Um, so, and I'm not saying that, you know, preachers should constantly preach on behavior, but I think maybe what whoever Paul is sitting under and hearing these sermons over and over and over again, maybe the preacher's just looking for some fruit and he's not seeing it. Maybe he's not seeing, and I'm not saying this about Paul, I'm just saying about his congregation, right? He's sitting in a congregation of, of people who may, you know, I'm just, I'm just speculating here. I don't know. I don't know uh, what he's hearing, but maybe the preacher there is not seeing fruit like he'd like to see it. And maybe that's why he's going a little on the heavy of behavior, you know, leaning right. on the behavior thing. Now, is that misguided? I guess is the next question. I don't think so. I would think as long as, uh, I mean, the way I see it is if you teach the gospel mm -hmm. about who Jesus is and what he did for us yep. and that he died for us because yep. after he died, he then put what in us? He put, awesome. us, put in the spirit of God, right. which then gives us all of this these characteristics that lead to better behavior. Right. So I would think that. So is he, so my question is, is the cart before the horse? You, I think so. You can't have, you can't have 
the behavior that you're looking for without that first thing in place, right? Correct. You can't have you can't have loy love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control without the spirit in you. Correct. Maybe maybe preachers should preach more about what the gospel is and how to receive the spirit rather than focusing on the behavior. Because if the first thing is taken care of, the rest will follow. It has to. Yes. It has to. And I think, think, go ahead. uh, You know, talk about behavior. It's uh, if I was sitting there and I didn't hear about the gospel, but I just heard about behavior. Mm -hmm. My question, first question would be, why? Why do I need to have this behavior? Why do I need to be grateful? Why do I need to be thankful? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the gospel is why. The gospel is the why. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I would I I'm going to do some I'm going to do I I had a couple of scriptures here that I was going to read. One is Hebrews 12 and the other is Romans 6. Go read both of those uh uh please. Um, they're more important than what I'm about to say, but this is just, and we're, but we're running close on time. So I wanted to throw out this little personal illustration that uh, happened to me at church camp one year. So we had, I was a, I was a camp counselor for a number of years at a Bible camp. Um, and I had a group of guys in my cabin that were just not behaving like I wanted them to, right? They were rowdy. They were, you know, into things they shouldn't have been into, whatever. And just out of frustration, one evening, I said, come on, guys, you're at church camp. And that just, it hit me wrong when I said it, and it hit them wrong when they heard it, right? Because, oh, because we're at church camp, we're supposed to be different than we are regularly. And they were exactly right. right in that sentiment, in that no, you're not supposed to be different than who you are. Only God can make that difference. What I should have done was sat them all down and say, hey guys, do you know who Jesus is? Do you know what he's done for you? Do you know that without him, you were completely lost and doomed to hell forever? I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe something like that would have would have made a bigger difference than saying, "Hey guys, we're at church camp. You know, watch how you you know watch this, watch that." You know, and they caught that. I mean, they caught it right away. They knew that me harping on their behavior was not the solution to anything to them at that point, right? So, uh, go read Hebrews twelve. Go read Romans six and see what. Uh, Paul says in Romans 6, and we'll say Bob in Hebrews 12, because we're really not sure who wrote it. Um, I think it, I think it was Paul. I think it was, I think Hebrews, uh, just, just as an aside, I'm not going to charge extra for this statement. I think Hebrews and other, you know, I'm not, I didn't get this on my own. Uh, but I think Hebrews is Paul's canned sermon that he took to every place he traveled because he would always go to the synagogue and preach. And I think Hebrews, because it's, to Hebrews or the, to the Jews, right? He would go to the synagogue, and I think that was his sermon that he preached to all the synagogues he went to. Uh, read, read it in that vein and see, see how that kind of opens your eyes to what's, what's going on in that book. Um, but anyway, uh, see what Paul says about behavior there and how it's affected uh, by grace. By grace. 
So anyway, anything else, Trevor? No, I think we, uh, is that horse dead? We answered, I think we answered that question. <laughs> I think we did. Maybe, maybe we did. Um, uh, I don't, I don't we know that best. we did the best we could. We did the best we could. So behavior is important, but what drives it is more important. So maybe that's, maybe that's the answer. All right. Well, uh, cool. Thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it and share the podcast with others. Let others know that we are here answering your questions. Send them in. Ask at all seven days.com eight, six, four, six, six, zero, nine, four, seven, three. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe at your favorite podcasting catcher app, whatever that thing is and, uh, support us all seven days.com slash shop anchor.fm slash all seven days. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today.